You're listening to The Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. For Washington, click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage throughout the day. It's absolutely free. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. The Gary Harris Show. You see him host Tider Insider TV, Crimson Tide Kickoff, play-by-play for Alabama sports, and sports director for WVUA 23. It's time for the Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, here we go, everybody. Welcome into the Gary Harris Show for this Thursday, February 22, 2024, and just nothing to talk about this morning. Obviously, I'm being facetious. There is a ton to talk about. We're going to get to all of it. I'm Gary Harris. I've got Justin Jones right there on the other side of the glass. Manning the controls, taking your phone calls on the First Domain Condominiums hotline at 205-342-9904. And uh, we definitely want to hear from you. We've got a a jam-packed show. Now, our show could be impacted by these cell tower outages. I know AT&T has been down... um, I think another one, Justin, may be down as well. But I, I, I know that there's been some issues, and uh, one of our guests could be impacted by that. He already texted me early this morning, but we'll um, we'll run all that down. But we've got a jam-packed show that we're going to tell you about in just a second. But uh, a reminder too: <coughs> download the Tide 109 app. That's a great way to. Uh, Get all of our shows. Also, you can listen online at Tide109.com. This hour of the Gary Harris Show being brought to you, as always, by Alabama Credit Union. Member-owned and not-for-profit, it's just a better way of banking. I'm a member. You should become a member, too. Alabama Credit Union has been with me a long time on this show. I appreciate them very, very much and appreciate the class organization um, that Alabama Credit Union is. Find out more at alabamacu.com. Reminding you that uh, convenience and savings make life better. The ACU Lifestyle account is available now. Learn more at alabamacu.com. Alabama Credit Union loans for real life. Some rules and restrictions do apply. See if you're eligible for membership and join today and feel good about your money. And put a little extra change in your pocket. Okay, here is the lineup for today. And uh, we've got four guests lined up, which is a little bit more than we normally have. Uh, But... A lot of that has to do with the fact <clears throat> that um, I added Eli this morning. I um, added him at at uh, nine fifteen. Eli Gold is going to be with us, and you know the news there. He is not going to um, return as the Alabama play by play broadcaster for football. Chris Stewart taking over that uh, role, and an announcement coming out from Jim Carabin, the uh, Vice President and General Manager of Crimson Tide Sports Network yesterday. And we're going to talk to Eli in the next segment. Eli, for the record, <clears throat> has already said the decision wasn't his and that uh, he's not retiring and he still plans on working, still plans on broadcasting. So we've got Eli at, at 9.15. At 9.30, we are uh, going to keep it rolling with a with our guest list. As I said, we got a great guest list. Major Ogilvy, Alabama football legend, uh, Mountain Brook High School state champion, great running back for the Crimson Tide. Um, you know, a lot of kids were named Major <laughs> back in the uh, 
late 70s and, and early 80s in honor of Major Ogilvie. He's going to be with us at 9.30 this morning. Look forward to visiting with Major, talking football and also the uh, great uh, gala that's coming up uh, on Friday night in uh, Birmingham that we're going to visit about and at 10 o'clock, we're scheduled to have new Tuscaloosa County High School head football coach, Miles Holcomb. Now, <clears throat> he's over in Gadsden at Southside High School. He told me they're having cell tower issues. If we can't get him, you'll know why. But uh, we do have him um, planned for 10 o'clock. And we got Jeff Spiegel, sports anchor at ABC 3340, host of The Zone, planned at 1030. So as you can see, we have got a lot to cover this morning. And uh, let's jump right in with some uh, headlines this morning. Justin on the Gary Harris Show. Alabama men's basketball at home last night without three-point shooting Specialist Latrell Reitzel Jr., who was out with a head injury. What a ball game. Top 25 matchup against the Florida Gators. Florida led at halftime in this one and uh, led by as many <coughs> as 10 points in the second half. But Alabama with a flurry to uh, tie it up at 85 and force overtime. And then the Alabama Crimson Tide scored the first seven points of overtime on way on their way to a 98-93 overtime win. We've got some Nate Oates audio that we may be able to play for you this morning. But the head coach said this after the game, quote, we figured out a way to win this game when we didn't play well. I told them at halftime, we've been through this formula before. When we are not making threes, we can still win the game. So what you got to do is go kill them on the offensive glass and we finished up with 21-0 boards and get yourself to the free throw line. We outscored them at the free throw line. You got to take care of the ball and turn them over. And Alabama found a way to win that game, a huge win with the Tide going to Kentucky on Saturday. Speaking of the Wildcats, man, how crazy is this? <clears throat> they win at Auburn on Saturday, then turn around and lose at LSU last night, 75-74 in a game quite frankly, that they should have won. Georgia wins at Vanderbilt 76-64, and Mississippi State wins the Egg Bowl of Basketball. Uh, last night's version in Starkville over Ole Miss, 83-71. For a boys' central regional final between American Christian Academy and Hale County at the Bill Harris Arena in Birmingham on Wednesday, ACA, this is a great rivalry, wins that game 51-48, so they advance on to the uh, state championship tournament at the Legacy Arena in Birmingham. Meanwhile, in girls' action, Hale County girls saw their season come to an end as they lost to Prattville Christian 34-28, so Hale County finishes the season 24-7. and As we already alluded to, Eli Gold, the voice of Alabama football since 1989, will not return to the broadcast booth in 2024. Eli missed the 2022 season while he battled through cancer, but he returned in 2023 to call Alabama home games and the Iron Bowl at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Longtime Alabama men's basketball announcer Chris Stewart called Alabama football away games plus the SEC championship in the college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl. And according to a press release from Crimson Tide Sports Network Vice President and General Manager Jim Carabin, Stewart will take over the role as football play-by-play broadcaster and continue his other duties as well. As we said, Eli will join me at uh, 9.15 here in just a few minutes to talk about uh, not being the Alabama 
play-by-play voice, the voice of the Crimson Tide, any longer. A pair of big innings powered Alabama baseball over Alabama State on Wednesday. The Tide wins it 12 to nothing in seven innings. Softball run rules North Alabama 9-1 to in six innings. And in that game, the uh, Nicole DeBoer, the new first lady of Alabama football, wife of head coach Kayla DeBoer, threw out the first pitch. Up next for Alabama softball <coughs> is the Green and Gold Classic in Birmingham, hosted by UAB on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So that's a check of some headlines. We're off and running here on the Gary Harris Show. Eli Gold coming up in the next segment. Major Ogilvy at 930 New TCHS football coach Miles Holcomb at 10 if the cell service is working and Jeff Spiegel at 10.30. Let me bring Justin Jones in here. That's a pretty uh, pretty busy lineup. Plus, we'll try to get to some Nate Oates audio as well from last night. So we're uh, we're jam-packed this morning. We're ready to go. I've, I've did my stretches already, so I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for anything you throw at me, Gary. Well, like I said, uh, I talked to Eli yesterday, and I should have went ahead and booked him then, but uh, I was so busy at the TV station. And uh, then this morning, I'm like, you know, I saw Eli was doing a lot of different shows. And I'm like, well, I'm going to get him on. I know he was on Fowler's show last night. And I'm like, I'm going to get him on with us this morning. So uh, Eli's going to be with us here in, in just a, a couple of minutes. And we'll get his uh, his version uh, of this. Uh, he's made it clear that he did not want to step down, that he's not retiring, that he doesn't have medical issues. Uh, at the same time, um, you know, it's... Uh, it's a situation where business decisions are made, and um, that's what happens. But it's it's going to be strange to me um, for Eli Gold not to be um, the voice of Alabama football. I mean, he's been in that role since 1989. That's 35 years, and um, it's going to be an adjustment. All right, as I said, we're guest-heavy this morning. <coughs> Eli, in the next segment, Major Ogilvy at 9.30. We will have time to work in. Some phone calls, though, we will. And again, I don't know for sure if Miles Holcomb is going to be able to be with us at 10 due to his cell phone situation, but hopefully he will be the new Tuscaloosa County High head football coach. I'm anxious to pick his brain about why he thinks he can get County High um, to the level that they aspire to go to in that incredibly class 7A Region 3. But uh, that's coming up hopefully at 10 o'clock. All right, let's get to a timeout. This hour is being brought to you by Alabama Credit Union. We're going to come back with Eli Gold and uh, visit with uh, Eli in regards to not just his career as the Alabama uh, play-by-play broadcast announcer for football, but also his future plans as well as Eli is going to continue working. That's coming up next here on the Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. This season of Alabama football on Tide 100.9 brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Just a few minutes away where you can be a winner too. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports and it's brought to you by CBNS Bank. Bank anywhere, at any time with CBNS Bank's digital solutions. Managing your finances has never been so easy. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. On Thursday's edition of Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR, we'll be joined by Alabama gymnast Ella Burgess. Yeah, I mean, things have been great. Uh, it's my fifth year and it's been super special just having this opportunity to come back and just enjoy Alabama gymnastics for another year. And as far as the team goes, we are so strong, so ready, and just really on the upward upward track right now. And 
yeah, I'm just really excited to see what we are going to do for the rest of the season, but really proud of what we've done so far. And then how about for you individually? What are you most proud of from some of the performances we've seen so far this year? Yeah, I mean, I'm just really excited to be back on floor. I kind of haven't been able to train it my entire career here just through different injuries and stuff like that. And so coming back for my fifth year, I remember I was talking with the coaches and I was like, could I try floor? And I just really worked the summer trying to get it back. And it's been really rewarding. I'll have more in a moment. CBNS Bank has a long history of stability and a legacy of serving our community's needs for generations. You could say we know a thing or two about tradition. We've been family, community, and financially strong since we began in 1906. Being a team player is part of our culture. That's why at CBNS Bank, we're proud to sponsor the University of Alabama Athletics and prouder to take the field or court with you. Visit cbsbank.com today. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Join us tonight for Crimson Tide Women's Basketball at South Carolina. Tip-off is set for 6 p.m. Central with radio coverage. And help our bunny get a name. And visit the Northport Bunny Trail during March. For more information, log on to northportbunnytrail.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Increasingly cloudy today, the chance of a few scattered showers this afternoon. Very mild, the high 71. Tonight, a good chance of showers, maybe a thunderstorm in spots, the low 52. Tomorrow, a clearing sky with a high at 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You see him on WVUA 23 covering sports and on Tider Insider TV on Tuesday nights. Don't miss a minute of The Gary Harris Show. Weekdays from 9 to 11 on Tide 916, welcome back into the Gary Harris Show. Justin asked me during the break, he said, what do you want to play for uh, Eli's intro music? He said, we're playing Yay Alabama, man. Because, uh, uh, you know, it's often said that the only constant in life is change. And that's true. But for 35 years, there's been a constant in the Alabama football program. And that's been the voice of the Crimson Tide. From Bill Curry to Gene Stallings, to Mike DuBose, to Dennis Franchoni, to Mike Shula, to Nick Saban. And, uh, yeah, there was a stint in there with uh, Mike Price, although he didn't actually coach in a game other than an 8 day game. But through all those coaches, Eli Gold has been the voice of Alabama football. That is no longer the case. He will not return in 2024. Eli joins us now on the First Domain Condos hotline to discuss the situation. Good morning, Eli. Let me tell you in advance, I appreciate your time. I know you've had a lot of demands on it recently, uh, but I appreciate you uh, carving some out for me. Always a pleasure, man. You're a good friend. You have been for years, and uh, you know I'm, I'm always uh, happy to be able to talk to our, our listeners in Tuscaloosa. Well, let's, uh, let's get down to it. Uh, an announcement coming out yesterday from Jim Carabin, the vice president and general manager of Crimson Tide Sports Network, that you would not be returning, uh, that Chris Stewart is going to, to step into the seat as the play-by-play broadcaster for Alabama football. Uh, I talked to you on the phone. You said that, uh, Gary, I'm not retiring. I'm still going to broadcast. This was not my decision. And uh, they decided to go in a different uh, direction. So uh, fill us in as much as you can on how this all went down. Well, that's really the extent of it. Uh, I was called into a meeting uh, a couple of weeks ago in Greg Burns' office, the uh, athletic director, 
and uh, we talked, and uh, the indication I was given was that uh, the university was uh, uh, ready to make a change. Uh, you know, a, a myriad of things were discussed, and um, the university just said it was, you know, they, they were thinking of going in a different direction. And, uh, you know, try as I might have, I couldn't convince them otherwise. I did offer uh, a compromise. I said, look, let's, let me do one more year. Let me do one more full season. And then I will, uh, you know, home and away. And then I would quietly walk off into the sunset and you wouldn't hear from me again. Uh, and they respectfully declined that. Uh, and uh, then they came back the very next day and said, uh, you know, you were, I was not being rehired, not being retained. My contract expires the end of uh, June uh, of this year, and uh, they are going to pay me through the end of my contract and uh, just not retain me after that. So, uh, you know, it's, it, it's an unfortunate way for the, uh, this 36-year relationship to end, but uh, they have every right to do so. They have every right to go in whatever direction they want. I am not an employee, never have been. All of us in the broadcast world and freelance, we're all what we call 1099 employees because you get a, a 1099 tax form as opposed to a regular you know, tax form. They don't take taxes out of your check. They don't give you any benefits. It's a bit of a different setup uh, under the IRS laws. Anyway, I was, uh, you know, just told that I was not going to be reti retained when my contract was up. You mentioned 36 years because a lot of people will remember, uh, Eli, that you did basketball beginning in 1988 and did yes. that through the early 2000s and then began football in, in 1989. Um, obviously, uh, you've already said it. This is not the way you wanted it to uh, to go down. Uh, did Greg Byrne give you a reason as to, other than just they're going in a different direction, as to why he would not let you come back and, and work a, a final season and kind of go out on your terms? Well, we talked about a couple of things. They were not pleased with one or two things that I have said. Uh, I, I was not pleased with the way last year was handled because I thought I was ambushed when they didn't allow me to do the road games. Uh, they claimed it was from my health, but at that point, my health has already, had already been cleared by the doctors, and I was doing well. Uh, it, it was just an uncomfortable situation, and we just, uh, it, was, it was clear that it was, you know, they felt it was time for me to be uh, sent packing. And, uh, and that's, you know, and that's how it goes. Uh, you know, it's, I still love the university. It's the fans have been magnificent. Uh, the relationships that have been cultivated over these last 36 years is a, those are blessings that Claudette and Elise and I will never, ever, ever be able to repay for because we are so much wealthier, not dollars and cents, but wealthier with all of these friendships. Uh, so it, the fans have been great. And, you know, I'm not going to call people names. I'm not going to talk out of school here. Um, it's not worth it. Uh, it's just they chose to go in a different direction, which is exactly 
word for word verbatim what they told me twice uh, on these meetings, and uh, we have chosen to go in a different direction. And, uh, you know, that's their right. It is. Uh, for you, I guess there is some irony that uh, you're going out with Coach Saban because for 17 years yeah. you, you worked with him. Um, you know, I and we talked yesterday. We had a nice. Uh, Did you actually really? was an yeah it was an it was an exchange of e- of uh, voicemails. Uh, he kept missing me. I kept missing him. But uh, we 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 communicated through voicemails yesterday. But we had a, a wonderful conversation and uh, a, a great guy. Uh, I learned so much from him, not just X's and O's, but life. I learned so much about life from Nick Saban, and and I I told him that, and I I, I thanked him very, very much from the heart yesterday. Yeah, that's awesome. I was going to say, I covered him for 17 years, but very few people in the media have a have a really close personal relationship with him. You do, and I know that's something that will continue um, even past your Alabama broadcasting days. Through the years, um, you know, I mentioned you took over when Bill Curry was the head coach uh, yeah. in SEC championship season. You covered a, a national championship team with Coach Stallings in 92, uh, an SEC championship season with coach Mike DeBose, uh, the two years of coach Fran, which were, um, you know, interesting years, coach Shula. I mean, you've seen, I mean, really you're a walking encyclopedia for Alabama football, uh, over the last 35 years, just, just some of the memories, some of the things that stand out, uh, during that time that you were calling Alabama football for you. Well, the big thing is the people, uh, Gary, you know, I, I, I just got to, I'm just, you might hear my phone, my, my cell phone going off yes. in the background. Uh, I got, uh, you know, a former trainer sent me a, uh, a wish here. I just got, uh, I got uh, a thing from Prince Wembley here, uh, from Coach Dubos here. Uh, I'm just scrolling through these, these things right now. Uh, I have met such great people that I cannot begin to, uh, to thank folks enough. Uh, I, I just, I can't stress. I work for the, for the listener, even though they don't sign my paycheck. I work for the listener and it has just been uh, an absolute magnificent run, but yes, to be front row center for some of the greatest plays for some of the greatest actions some of the great history maybe the greatest period of history in, in the University of Alabama sports archives, uh, I, I, I can't be luckier. I really cannot be luckier than I have been. It's, uh, it's been spectacular. Well, uh, seven national championships that you called, uh, I don't know what, 10 or 11 national championship games. Uh, yeah. That might not ever be... That that probably won't happen again, Eli. You're probably and the that, last. that's not, but that's not Eli. You know, I was just lucky enough to, you know, be tied to the right wagon, right ra- wagon at the right time. You know, yeah. Uh, but yes, I, I the career that I've had, and it's not ending because I am going to be taking other jobs. Uh, I'm not retiring. Uh, but what what has gone on over these last thirty six years? Those are memories that I will cherish forever. 
Well, that's where I was going to go with my next question because I'm not going to keep you. I know you got a lot of demands on your time, but you just said it. You're uh, you're planning on broadcasting. You're planning on working in the future. Oh yes, as a matter of fact, um, I was blessed. Really, within within three minutes. I said the other day, a few minutes ago, I said to another interviewer, within two minutes, it was within three minutes of the press release uh, coming out yesterday, I had been offered two jobs. Wow. One in the pros and one collegiate position. And um, I accepted the job in the pros. Uh, That'll be announced tomorrow. Wow. Uh, I did not accept the collegiate position. there's there's talk to be had and you know got to look at all conflicts and so on and so forth but i have been i have been blessed to be offered these positions so uh you know i i'll miss the alabama fans i mean they they were great the relationship the letting for those folks to let me and the tide into their homes into their families uh, you don't know how special that has been for me, but no, I'm, I'm healthy. I I'm ready to work. I'm, I'm strong. I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, so I am going to continue working because I, I'm just 70 now. That is not old by any stretch of the imagination. And, um, you know, when you took, when you look at Yankee broadcaster, John Sterling still calling games at 84, I can tell you that 70 is, is still youthful. So uh, I'm going to keep working and, uh, and have a great time and uh, look back on these last 36 years with, uh, you know, as memories that will never, ever fade from my mind. Never fade. And an announcement coming tomorrow on your, on your new position. Yeah, I'm told that they're going to announce it around noontime tomorrow. So uh, we'll all find out together. We'll be looking forward to that. And, uh, of course, if you're working, you may not have an opportunity. But do you think that uh, in the future um, you will attend uh, some Alabama football games? I might. I would hope so. You know, I I love the atmosphere at Bryant-Denny. It's the best stadium in America as far as I'm concerned. Uh, But I don't know what my schedule will allow. And, uh, you know, and and there are going to be some Saturdays now where, you know, I'm going to, you know, be on the boat and uh, enjoying time with the family. So, uh, you know, that was, you know, some of the things that uh, I am looking forward to doing. So uh, we'll see. But, um, you know, I I just can't thank you enough for your friendship and and your viewers and listeners. Uh, It's been a magnificent, magnificent time. Well, Eli, we've enjoyed it. It's it's uh, it's been a pleasure on my end to uh, to get to know you and, and call you a friend, and I'm looking forward to to watching and, and listening to you in the future. Uh, as Coach Saban said when he took the job, uh, when, when he won the first national championship, this is not the end; it's just the beginning. And as you said, I think exactly. this is the beginning of a new chapter for you, and we're looking forward to uh, to following it. And uh, you are going to be missed as the voice of the Crimson Tide, but uh, good things in your future. Thank you so much, Eli. Thank you, Gary. Take care of yourself. All right, Eli Gold uh, with us this morning. A COVID-19 shot designed to help protect against recent variants. Learn about a vaccine option and book your COVID-19 shot on ScheduleCovidVax.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Alabama fans are all over the world, and we are too. Download the Tide 100.9 app right now in the App Store and Google Play. And take the Crimson Tide everywhere you go.
932. Welcome back into the Gary Harris Show. The YMCA of Tuscaloosa is ready for you when you're ready to get fit. Uh, they're right there, 2300 13th Street. Beautiful facility. They're not going anywhere. And uh, when you're ready to, for the for the Y, they're ready for you. Get by and see them. Give them a call, 205-345-9622. Jeff Knox, the CEO, the entire staff, man. It's a great community of people uh, wanting to get fit. They've got personal training, fitness classes, silver sneakers program. Everything is ready at the Y. All you have to do is get down there and become a member and get started on the road to fitness today. All right, let's jump out on the first domain condos hotline. We go from one Alabama football legend, Eli Gold, to another, Major Ogilvy, uh, Great wishbone halfback for Coach Bryant from 77 to 1980. State champion at um, Mountain Brook High School under another legendary coach, Robert Higginbotham. And now he is going to be the honoree tomorrow night at the annual, fifth annual, Letterman of the USA, one yard at a time, Gala at the club tomorrow night. And this is an incredible event. We've had Daryl Furman on, obviously, and now we got Major this morning. Good morning, Major. How are you? Gary, I'm doing great. Glad to be with you, and uh, things are going well. We're excited about our event tomorrow night, and uh, a lot of good things happening there. Yeah, you're the you're the special honoree, and this has become just such an incredible event, uh, and the and the work that uh, Letterman of the USA does for our military heroes and 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 veterans, and uh, it kind of this is kind of the the showcase event uh, all year is is this gala that's coming up tomorrow night, and uh, just kind of fill us in on on what all is on tap tomorrow evening. Well, what all is on tap? Gosh, first of all, we're going to have a great group of people there, and uh, so many people have reached out and are supporting us. And, you know, we've got some new things uh, going on within Letterman USA, the Heroes Village, which is right. going to propel us to a new new level. So, um, you know, excited about it. Uh, obviously, we're going to have some good food at V-Club, a lot of good people. Um, then we're going to have a live auction and a silent auction, and so... Gosh, if you can join us, we would appreciate it. This is for our veterans, uh, the people that make or uh, had a large part in making this country great and uh, enjoying our freedoms that we have. And so I'm honored to be a part. And I'm very grateful for Daryl to reach out to me and uh, lo- looking forward to having a lot of fun. Yeah, 6 until 10 tomorrow night at the club. Uh, Major is the athletic honoree. The military honoree is Kirk Stafford, U.S. Army, retired 75th Ranger Regiment. And um, just going to be an unbelievable event. You can find out more. Uh, just just really just go to their website or Google Letterman of the USA one yard at a time, Gala, and you can get all the information. Um, Major, you've done so much good work for people uh, uh, since your football playing days in this state. Um, you're a legend in this state. I know you've been all about helping people, but when, you know, you were approached about Letterman of, of, of the USA um, uh, with Daryl and, and his group, what prompted you to get involved? Well, I, I, I guess all of us uh, care and have always had an interest in doing what we can do to help our veterans because they mean so much to us. And so when Daryl approached me back in May, um, didn't take me very long to realize that this was something I wanted to do. Um, you know, personally, Gary, uh, for me, what I want to say tomorrow night is thank you. Um, you know, our, our, our veterans, we're going to celebrate them and honor them and recognize them. But, uh, you know, they're just a special group of people to all of us. And they mean so much to us and uh, mean a lot to me. And so um, it was not 
anything that took me very long to realize that this is something I truly wanted to do and truly wanted to help. This Heroes Village uh, that is being worked on, this is something um, that's going to be absolutely amazing, Major. Uh, what can you tell us about where that stands and, and, and what the plans are for that? Well, it's ongoing, and, and Daryl's a lot closer to it than I am. But the one thing I do know is that homelessness of our veterans is right. a large issue. We have a lot of veterans in the state of Alabama, um, you know, that are, are very active. But um, that that homelessness is a big issue in this state for our veterans. And so, you know, this is the beginning, the start of something that, you know, truly mean a lot to them and, and can help them. And frankly, um, you know, it's a it's a great thing for Letterman in the USA to get behind and, and uh, support and help and bring it to fruition. Again, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock at the club. For more information, go to the website. It's www.lotusa.org. www.lotusa.org. Can't wait for tomorrow night, Major. Well, I got you, you know, we've got to talk some football, though. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> you know, first I want to ask you, because Mountain Brooks had some really good teams, uh, but that's well, state championship team. Gotta, that, Go ahead. He got a great coach up there. Chris Yeager does yes, a great job. Outstanding. Not only for our players, but uh, our community, too. He's just a great, great coach. The fact, though, that they still haven't won a state championship since you were there, that's that's going to be mind-boggling with all the good teams they've had. Yeah, you know, we, we were in the hunt last year and played in the championship right. game and got beat by Sarah a very good football team. I was down there and. Well, I was pulling so much for Coach Yeager because uh, I'd just like to see him get a state championship under his belt. But, you know, we had a special group back in 75 and 76, and everything came together. We, you know, gosh, between our coaches and the support from the uh, school system and the leaders there and a good group of parents, a great group of cheerleaders, I mean, students. There were just so many things that go into a championship, as we all know, Gary. And so those ingredients were there, and we made the best of it and came out 27-0 and and two state championships. Yeah. Uh, while we were there, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that, that winning carried right over to the University of Alabama. Of course, obviously, Coach Bryant, I'm going to get to him. But Coach Higg, uh, he was a young coach at that point in time, but, you know, legendary high school coach in this state. Of course, he played at Alabama, too. What was that experience like uh, winning 27 in a row playing for him? Well, Coach Higginbotham had a lot to do with setting the stage for, for not only the 75 team, but the 76 team to enjoy the success we did. And, uh, Tough taskmaster, um, it, you know, kind of, kind of very much like Coach Bryant in terms of instilling toughness in you, mental toughness and physical toughness. And so, um, you know, he, he just a great coach and even a greater person. And of course, his family uh, been around football all their life. His father was a well-known coach here in the state, and uh, uh, his dad actually helped us during those uh, state playoff part. And so. Yeah, just a lot of good things there, and I've always been grateful to Coach Higginbotham because it uh, turned into something even greater for me, meaning the opportunity to play for Coach Bryant at the University of Alabama. Major, when you were being recruited, uh, did you give a serious look at Auburn or any other schools, or were you dialing in on Alabama from the get-go? You know, 
my father and I talked about that. I'd like to think I had an open mind. I wanted to study accounting, um, and, um, and we, we used a sheet of paper and we put the pluses by each school that I visited and, uh, you know, really good schools, but, you know, at the end of the day, again, enjoyed the success we enjoyed in high school. Uh, there's nothing, nothing like playing for a winning program. And we just, you know, with Coach Saban and now Coach DeBoer, I mean, you know, those ingredients are just there to have a, a great experience playing football at the University of Alabama. Yeah, I always say Alabama may have some down years, but they'll always get it right because it's too important to too many people. And uh, the tradition is is uh, here, and it never will go away. Um, from 77 to oh, 1980, go ahead, Major. You're, you're right, but there's just so many good things that, that we enjoy, and you, you can't discount our fans because – you know, our fans are always there. We're, we're surrounded by it 365 days a year, and it's a good surrounding, meaning the high expectations, uh, the high standard that we have set. And, uh, you know, there's just a lot of good things in place to enjoy success at, uh, at our football program. really is, and the fans are awesome. <clears throat> 77 to 80, you win the national championship in 78, you win it in 79. Probably should have won it in 77. And then in 80, uh, you have a 28-game win streak snap down in Jackson, Mississippi, 6-3 to by Mississippi State. You came very close to winning four national championships in your four years there. Now, close doesn't count. I get it. You won two. But, I mean, really could have won it in 77, like I said. I, I want to get to 80, though, because you're going for three in a row. You've won 28 games in a row. You go to Jackson. That was a good Mississippi State team. I know, you know, they had keys on defense. They had Jackson on defense. Uh, that was a strong team. But that was such a memorable day, even though you lost that football game. And what it's meant to Mississippi State is just they, they've still, it's still probably the biggest win in their history. What do you remember about that game and the fact that you hadn't lost in so long? Uh what was that experience like? Because I know I, the reason I ask you is players always tell me, oh, I remember the losses more than I remember the wins. And you didn't have any losses. But what was that day in 1980 like? Yeah, obviously it was disappointing uh, to have lost the game. And at that point, because where we were in the season, it was critical to us playing the national championship, which was always our goal. But, you know, um, we, we, we we played hard. Uh, we you may remember that we were right on the goal line at the end of the game, uh, wanting to score and didn't. They they made some great plays on defense, and you know at the end of the day, they they just played harder than we played that day, and we got we got beat. That's that's the only way you know to put it. You got drafted by the Forty Niners. Um, mm-hmm. Did you? Of course, I know you had. You were such a tough, hard-nosed player, and you got banged up in college. Um, the pro football side of it, was that something that you aspired to, or did you just um, really not ever want to pursue it? What happened there that you didn't play longer as, a, as an NFL guy? Yeah, I, I think several things you just mentioned, Gary. Um, it, you know, I had the privilege of being drafted by uh, San Francisco and – I really enjoyed playing for Coach Walsh, um, you know, the time I was there. Um, it, it, you know, it was different. But on the other hand, um, I, I can tell you there's nothing like playing football for Coach Brock. 
and and it, it was just a great experience for me. And I think I was just kind of ready to move on to something new and something else. And uh, so that was the decision I made. Major, <clears throat> I was kidding earlier before you were on that there were a lot of babies named Major from the the mid late seventies through the eighties. Uh, when you meet somebody that's uh, named Major, do you wonder if they were named after you, or do you ever everybody come up and tell you they were named after you? Well, I have, and I've also had some dogs and horses and yeah. cats named too. But uh, um, no, it, it means a lot, as you know. Major Applewhite and I uh, right. share a common name, and, and for those reasons, and so um, you know, it is it is what it is. Well, listen, man, um, it was great watching you play. And in addition to, of course, tomorrow night's big event, uh, catch everybody up on, on what you're doing now. Are you still working uh, in, in, in the uh, concrete and cement industry? I am. I've, uh, as of last July, I've been with Ready Mix USA for 20-plus years and uh, have enjoyed every day of it and very grateful for the opportunity. And it's a lot of, lot of fun for me. And uh, so uh, still peddling concrete and doing other things that uh, hopefully can help us be more successful. And helping the Letterman of the USA. Again, folks, tomorrow night, the Letterman of the USA, one yard at a time, gala at the club, six until 10. Uh, you can still get some tickets. Go to the uh, Letterman of the USA website. That's lotusa.org to find out more information. Uh, Major is the athletic honoree, but there are going to be a lot of other former Alabama and Auburn football players there tomorrow night. And of course, obviously, we're honoring uh, the military folks as well tomorrow night at the club. Thank you so much, Major. Gary, always good to be with you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Major Ogilvy with us. It's 945 here on the Gary Harris Show. <clears throat> hey, folks, the prom season, uh, I'm really talking to young men out there. Prom season's right around the corner. And I know you want to look your best, and you can do that by going to T-Town Menswear and T-Town Gallery in the University Mall. Tom and the guys there will hook you up with um, a suit, a tux, whatever it is. They can custom make or, or get you something snazzy. If you want to stand out, they can help you. If you want to go conservative, they can help you there too. But with prom season right around the corner, you young gentlemen need to get by T-Town Menswear and T-Town Gallery and University Mall and get ready for your prom today. We'll be back with more of the Gary Harris Show. In fact, we've got uh, time for phone calls in the next segment at 205-342-9904 on the First and Main Condos Hotline. Join us next with more on the Gary Harris Show. Life doesn't wait for when your finances are in perfect order. It just happens. But no matter what surprises come your way, Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. They offer an easy application process and fast decisions so you can stay focused on feeling good about whatever life brings your way. Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner too. Birmingham Racecourse Casino, off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Must be 21 or older. As much as industry has evolved, it will always be that place to escape and have a good time. Whether it's for a game day weekend, to reminisce on college days, or to create new memories, if you're looking for a good time, there's only one thing to do. Head to the free at 1925 University Boulevard. And don't forget about the Lucky Lunch Meet and 3 special, Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. Get a meet and 3 vegetables for just $8.49. Or for a lighter appetite, try the Lucky Lunch Soup, Salad, or Sandwich Combo. I'll see you at the free. 365, 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, 
enforcement and first responders working along Alabama's roadways. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. Los Tarascos has been serving Mexican favorites like burritos, fajitas, and quesadillas since 1999. Their new location is at 4100 Owen Parkway in Northport. And of course, you can find Los Tarascos in Tuscaloosa at 110 Skyland Boulevard. The bar areas feature big screen televisions so you can enjoy your favorite sporting events. Los Tarascos features daily happy hour specials. And for the best Mexican cuisine in West Alabama, remember, the name is Los Tarascos with locations in Tuscaloosa and Northport. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Increasingly cloudy today, the chance of a few scattered showers this afternoon. Very mild, the high 71. Tonight, a good chance of showers, maybe a thunderstorm in spots, the low 52. Tomorrow, a clearing sky with a high at 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 59 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to The Gary Harris Show. For Alabama sports, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, 950. Welcome back into the Gary Harris Show. Gary Harris, Justin Jones, Wyatt Fulton hanging out with us as well. Some breaking news, guys, from MLB, former Hillcrest standout baseball player Tim Anderson. And the Marlins have come to terms on a one-year, $5 million contract. So Anderson, of course, not uh, re-signed by the White Sox, is now, this is according to ESPN.com, going to the Marlins on a one-year deal. $5 million is nothing to sneeze at, obviously. We'd all take it in a heartbeat, wouldn't we? It's a lot less money than he's been making. But this these one-year deals are good. Because what they will do is if Anderson... He's kind of playing, betting on himself now. Takes the one-year, $5 million deal with the Marlins. If he has a big year, he's going to be in line for another big contract. And he can help this Florida or Miami Marlins team. So that's some breaking news also, according to Mike Rodak of uh, 247 Sports. Mohamed Wagi is going to be suspended at least one game, possibly more, for elbowing a Florida player last night in that game. And... Um, why and Justin, I I think he probably deserves a game. I mean, I he hope slipped. it's not more than one. He slipped, Gary. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's coming. Uh, that's according to sources uh, being reported by Mike Rodak. All right, let's jump out on the first domain condos hotline, and that is where we find our good find our good friend Tom this morning. Tom, good morning. Gary, how are you, my friend? Feeling a lot better. You sound better. You have sounded better and better each day of this week. So I know you're on the road to recovery, and that is good news for all of your fans like me. Thank you. It's good news. It is good news for me, that's for sure. We're laughing at my comments. They're serious. (laughs) (laughs) Gary, I'm telling you, you never cease to amaze. You bust out this morning, and you have Legends Day. Major Ogilvy. Hold on, Gary. I dropped my phone. Okay. I got it now. 
But you had Ledges Day, and you started out with Eli Gold, and then you finished up with Major Ogilvy. What a great day and a great job, good conversations. And my hat's off to uh, Eli. I had told uh, Coach Sanderson and Barry this morning, I hope uh, Eli goes the high road and understands that this is what happens in broadcasting. That it comes a day, and there's no better way to do it than say, "Hey, we don't need you anymore," and uh, and move on. But I, I got a feeling that uh, the university will honor Eli in some shape, form, or fashion later on down the road. I think so, and you know, I, I've I've read a lot of stuff on social media. Of course, you know, social media take it for what it's worth about. Um, you know, a lot of, of course, a lot of pro Eli too. A lot of, a lot of people supporting Eli, but I've seen some negative comments about, well, he's, he's, you know, throwing the university under the bus and all that. I don't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't take that away at all from his comments. He's disappointed. You know, he's right. disappointed that he's not going to get to do another year uh, as the voice of the Crimson Tide for football. Um, he can't he can't lie and say he's happy about it. But I didn't right. take any none of the comments that he had on my show were derogatory toward the university or toward the athletic administration or Crimson Tide Sports Network. He just doesn't agree with their decision, and he uh, he wanted to have another year. And so uh, for people that get mad for him uh, stating the truth. Uh, I don't understand what they're getting upset about. What is he supposed to say? Oh, I'm thrilled that I'm not being retained. Um, he he said how appreciative he was for 36 years as as an Alabama announcer, starting with basketball, and then 35 years on football. So I didn't take anything derogatory from his comments toward Alabama. Did you, Tom? I did not. And uh, the ones this morning, yesterday, they were borderline. And, uh, and but I think he's had a. Uh, uh, some time to reflect, and and, uh, and I, I was proud of the way that he went the high road with you, and, uh, and and I think you did a good job encouraging him to go to the high road. You you put some nuggets out there that were reminders of what a great career he's had here at Alabama, and uh, and then what a good job he did. I love the way you associated him with uh, uh, Coach Saban's rise to greatness here at the university. I thought that was a key comment on your part, to just kind of plant the seed that, hey, buddy, you just witnessed the greatest era in college football. That that was just so masterful by a good uh, interviewer. And uh, and I'm not going to call in names, but in the past, there have been those that were so egotistical and narcissistic, they thought the world could not revolve around them without them broadcasting Alabama football. And, and so they turned bitter. And uh, and said some derog- and did some derogatory things. I could point them out. I'm not going to. And uh, and, and uh, but I hope Eli maintains this high road attitude. I think it would benefit him a lot more. Uh, and I know that the university. It doesn't matter what attitude you take. They're going to be fine. Great comments. I uh, <clears throat> I think you broke it down nicely, Tom. I, I I really do. But you know. But you know. You said something about. Um, you know, egos in this broadcasting business that we're in, there are a lot of them. But I've always, it. I've always said, no matter who you are, um, you know, they'll they'll move on. People will people will adjust. Uh, there's right. been some famous broadcasters right here in this state that I've mm-hmm. heard people say, well, you know, what we would do without them. But when they retire or move on, um, 
We watch someone else. We listen to someone else. It's just a... And they always do a good job at the university. They always have somebody that does a good job. You know, and now they've got a guy who's who's an experienced broadcaster that's been working for them for for twenty you know twenty plus years, and he's been doing basketball, he's been doing uh, baseball, and now he'll just step into the football role. So yeah, they're in good hands. Uh, there's no doubt about that with Chris Stewart. They're in they're in really good hands. I, I you know am I going to miss Eli? Yeah, I am. And, and would I love to have seen him have another year like he laid out on my show to kind of do a farewell tour home and away? I would have loved to have seen that. And I'm disappointed that that um, that it couldn't be worked out. But you have to remember, too, there are financial considerations that go into this it's as well. It's a business. It, it is. And it, it must be approached as a business on everybody's part. And you make uh, Coach Saban's always said, I'm going to use one of his philosophical uh, pearls, and there are many, but I always do what's best for the team. I always do what puts my team in the best position to win. No different in, in the broadcast business, no different in Alabama uh, network, uh, uh, football network, got to do what it takes to win. They've got customers to look after. Great stuff, Tom. Thanks for the phone call. I'll see you, buddy. All right, it's 9.57. We're wrapping up this hour of the Gary Harris Show. It's been brought to you by Alabama Credit Union. Member-owned and not-for-profit. It's just a better way of banking. Find out more at alabamacu.com. All right, second hour is coming up. Um, why we're, we're going to try to get Miles Holcomb, the new Tuscaloosa County High football coach, but the cell tower is down over there in Southside. I don't know if we're going to be able to get him or not. Um, <laughs> this this cell service has had everybody kind of in a in a yeah. flux today. Yeah, so we may not be able to get him. Uh, we do have Jeff Spiegel ready to go at ten thirty. If we can't get Miles Holcomb on the phone, then we'll get him on another day. Uh, we do have Nate Oates audio. Be sure and mark your calendars for this free, exciting event for all ages. For more details, log on to NorthportBunnyTrail.com. <laughs> WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Nick Cope. Former Alabama coach Nick Saban said he wants to help bring change to college football. Saban telling ESPN, quote, what we have now is not college football. You hear somebody use the word student athlete. That doesn't exist, end quote. EA Sports College Football 25 will feature all 134 FBS teams. And beginning today, players can opt in to be a part of the video game and receive $600 as well as a copy of the game. More than 11,000 players are expected to be featured. News in baseball, the Pirates and pitcher Mitch Keller have reportedly agreed to a five-year, $77 million extension. Mets pitcher Kodai Senga has a moderate shoulder strain. He'll be shut down until symptoms subside and is expected to start the season on the IL. And in college basketball Wednesday night, number 13 Alabama outlasted number 24 Florida in overtime, 98-93. to Now, this hour's West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. A change.org petition started by University of Alabama football fans demanding UA return Eli Gold to the play-by-play booth has 2,500 signatures and route to an initial goal of 5,000. It's Higher Education Day at the State House in Montgomery. Representatives from UA and colleges and universities across the state are taking their annual trip to the Capitol to remind state leaders of the significance of higher education. It took overtime, but number 13 Alabama defeated number 24 Florida 98-93 at Coleman in SEC basketball last night. 
not. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Threat app and sign up for twice-daily email newsletters. The Gary Harris Show. You see him host Tider Insider TV, Crimson Tide Kickoff, play-by-play for Alabama sports, and sports director for WVUA 23. It's time for the Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, welcome back into the Gary Harris Show, hour number two. Busy first hour, Eli Gold, Major Ogilvy. And I'll go ahead and tell you right now that uh, Miles Holcomb, the new football coach at Tuscaloosa County High School, I told you this at the top of the hour, he was scheduled to be with us, but he had texted me early this morning uh, from his house uh, there in Gadsden uh, that he was on Wi-Fi, but he said that, uh, you know, AT&T cell tower was down or something, and uh, he would not wasn't sure that he'd have service at school and uh, let me know in advance. And uh, why I just tried to call him. I tried to text him. It's not going through. So we will reschedule Miles Holcomb, the head football coach at Tuscaloosa County High School. Uh, but he did give us some some warning this morning. Why you said you're you're dealing with this with with AT and T down right now? Yeah, it went down about four a.m. this morning. I was able to do some stuff at home, and then I had nothing on my way into work. So okay, so we'll get Miles Holcomb rescheduled. Uh, this hour, of the Gary Harris Show being brought to you by Patterson Comer Attorneys at Law. Patterson Comer is dedicated to serving our clients' integrity and excellence are the driving force behind the firm and its staff. Uh, Paul Patterson and Mike Comer, they live right here in West Alabama. And I've said this many times, I don't have anything against the 800 law firms. And listen, they're going to try to, if they take your case, they're going to try to to get you a settlement as well. I mean, because that benefits them. But will they take it all the way? Will they be patient? Will they get you the most that you can get? Will you ever meet the lawyer in person? Those are questions that I'm not sure you can answer. But if you hire Paul Patterson and Mike Comer at Patterson Comer and they take your case, you're going to look them in the eye. You're going to meet with them. And if you have to go to court, <clears throat> they're going to be with you all the way, even into the courtroom. Paul's in Tuscaloosa at 205-345-1000. Mike's in Northport at 205-759-3939. Call's trying to get me. <clears throat> the commitment to serve our clients does not stop at the end of the workday. We're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. PattersonComerLawFirm.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. All right, Alabama basketball, a huge win last night over Florida in overtime. They go to Kentucky on Saturday. Going to be a tough one there. The Wildcats coming off a loss to um, LSU last night. <clears throat> kind of undid that big win they had at Auburn. We're going to get to Sinead Oates audio in a minute. We told you about Wagi. Mike Rodak reporting that he is expected to be suspended at least one game for throwing an elbow in the Florida game. Uh, but right now we're going to talk Nick Saban uh, because Nick Saban is no longer the head football coach at the University of Alabama. I am under the belief, my personal belief, that he would still be the head football coach if there wasn't NIL and if there wasn't a transfer portal. That's just my opinion. He is going to be working for ESPN. He's still going to be doing some work for Alabama. But he also did an interview with his friend Chris Lowe, ESPN senior writer, yesterday and said that he wants to be a voice for change. According to Lowe, Saban said that he wants reform, uniformity, and common sense to come back to college football and the lingering chaos surrounding the sport. This is Saban being quoted from Lowe's ESPN article. 
If my voice can bring about some meaningful change, I want to help any way I can because I love the players and I love college football. What we have now is not college football, not college football as we know it. You hear somebody use the word student athlete, that doesn't exist. That's an exact quote from Nick Saban. Well, that tells me right there that what he's coached the last couple of years doesn't resemble what he coached for 40-plus years prior to that and leads to my belief that if there wasn't a portal and there wasn't this out-of-control NIL, first of all, NIL is not name, image, and likeness. I've said that from day one. It's not about getting money from a video game or jersey sales. What it morphed into immediately was a pay-for-play scheme, including in recruiting. And anyone that was objective could have told you that's what this was going to become. Why I've heard some, and you may disagree with me, but I've heard some business, sports business analysts come on and say on different shows, well, we never could have foreseen what this has morphed into. Really? You couldn't foresee that as soon as you opened up an avenue for student athletes to be paid, that people weren't going to abuse that? Listen, name, image, and likeness, I think we all believe that's fair and that if Players should be able to profit off their name, image, and likeness. But, hey, I'm a senior in high school. I'm good at football. I want a million dollars to come play for you. That's got nothing to do with name, image, and likeness. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You know, I, I I never had an issue with with a player deciding or with a player getting, you know, hey, I signed this autograph. You're going to pay me whatever, 20 bucks an autograph. Or, hey, I'm going to go endorse this restaurant and you know they'll pay me to come endorse it have a meal there and take pictures i was never i never had a problem with that but what you said like what you said i had the problem where it's basically become pay to play and you're just handing cash to these kids as they're walking through your recruiting building and there is some legitimate nil going on i mean i you know will reichard you know alabama credit union sponsors my show you know he he's in an alabama credit union tv commercial i've seen other (coughs) student athletes honestly repping companies and as you said you know doing the autograph shows and doing those things more power to them but when you've got a player who after the season meets with his coach and his first question is not coach what can we do to get better Uh, what can I do to improve what are our the first question is coach how much money can I have to stay because I got to have this much and I'm not talking about in the recruiting process now. I'm talking about current players meeting with their coaches because I know this has happened because I've documented it with friends of mine that are coaches. Why? And they're they're not interested in anything about the upcoming season. It's hey, I've got an offer to go to another school for 500k. So I'd rather stay here, but money's money. And if you can't match the offer, then I'm going to leave. That that's that's not what this should be about. Well, and that's tampering too, you know. I mean, these players it absolutely is. These players are coming to these coaches and saying, "Hey, I've got, you know, like you said, 500k to go to to X school, but but I really want to stay here." Well, why are you getting offers from X school while you're not even in the transfer portal and you're still enrolled and practicing over here? So it's it's complete tampering and, and nothing's getting done about it. More from Lowe's article in regards to what we're talking about. Lowe says. One of the trickier issues is how to best compensate players. And Saban reiterated that he's for players earning money based on their name, image, and likeness once they get on campus. This is Saban, quote, But what you have now isn't name, image, and likeness. A collective has nothing to do with name, image, and likeness, unquote. That's just what Wyatt and I are talking about. A collective is raising money to pay players. That's what it is. 
Now, do you need one? Absolutely. Because if you don't have one, you're not going to be able to compete in the marketplace. But what Saban is saying, and I'm a 100% proponent of, of what he's saying is, name, image, and likeness needs to be name, image, and likeness. In other words, the money given to student-athletes needs to be in the proper context. Whether that's through autograph signings, jersey sales, commercial endorsements, um, being a spokesman or spokesperson <coughs> for a company, or maybe even doing the online things where you are paid to give out birthday wishes or things like that. All of that is earning money off the fact that you're a student athlete. I think that's a great thing when they do those birthday wishes. I know Montana Fouts did a ton of them, Wyatt. That's awesome because, you know, I've got a little girl. I want Montana Fouts to wish her a birthday. Happy birthday. She's doing a service. She's getting paid for that service, and she's making a little girl's day. All that stuff's great. And what Saban is saying is, let's make name, image, and likeness, name, image, and likeness. But a collective is designed to raise money so that you have money to pay players so that you can, rec that you can compete in the marketplace. And another problem with that is there are no contracts. So even if you pay a player, there's no guarantee that he's going to stay at your school. Saban is so smart, and I'm not talking about just in terms of coaching football, but in regards to the game overall. You know, a lot of people have said it would be great if he'd be the commissioner of college football. I don't know that he wants that job, but I do think he wants to be, as he said, a voice for change. And he has, he has everyone's attention. Nick Saban in college football is kind of like the old stockbroker commercial E.F. Hutton. When Nick Saban talks, people listen. They may not always agree with him. And you know, another thing about being Nick Saban, Wyatt, I know he works for ESPN, and he'll have a huge, huge voice there. But he can get on any radio show, any television show, any podcast, anytime he wants. He can get his message out Anytime that he wants. And I think his message is going to resonate. I think this interview with Chris Lowe is just the start. Now, he went on to say in this article that he's not nearly as well as versed on the legality of everything like SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey or Alabama Athletics Director Greg Byrne. Quote, they would be more qualified than I am. They're in it every day and know all the issues. That's why I'm hesitant to come up with a firm solution because you don't know the consequences of the solution relative to, all right, do we have to pass antitrust laws to be able to do it this way? What does it all entail? It's one thing to come up with a solution. It's another thing to implement it. I'm just here to help. Again, that's a direct quote from Nick Saban. And I do think that's how he sees his role. I don't think he sees his role as being a czar of college football, a commissioner of college football, someone who is going to implement the change. But I do think he wants to be a voice of reason and someone that he knows 
he knows that he's respected universally in college football and in college athletics. And so that if he puts it out there, it's going to get attention and maybe we can get on a path. Now, why it's short term, I don't see anything changing this year. But I do think just because TV ratings are high, just because the college football playoff is paying millions and millions of dollars, doesn't mean that it's healthy overall. And something else that's kind of floating under the radar a little bit here is it isn't just about college football and men's basketball. It's about women's sports. It's about the ability to have sports that are healthy and that student-athletes in other sports can benefit from name, image, and likeness and and can generate income. And I'm not sure that's going to continue to be the case. I think you'll start to see the change here in the next probably five to ten years, you know, with the SEC and the Big Ten breaking away and forming that quote-unquote alliance or whatever that they have. I think you'll start to see the Big Ten commissioner and Greg Sankey start to really take charge on these things. And I could see one of them potentially becoming, you know, a quote-unquote commissioner of college football, especially if the NCAA continues to kind of lose credibility like it has been over the past several years. Kalen DeBoer is quoted in Lowe's article in regards to Saban and what he could offer outside of coaching. DeBoer said this, quote, nobody can say it's about him or his team now. He wants to see the game move in the right direction. We need that. And if he can help make that happen, he will leave another legacy that might not go above what he's accomplished on the field, but will be far-reaching for everybody in our sport unquote, Kalen DeBoer. So we'll leave it with that. Nick Saban is going to be a voice for change. And I do think probably he, more than any other person in college athletics, can be someone that will get the attention of people, whether it's the NCAA, whether it's politicians, whether it's private business entity that would love to consult and put a plan together to manage this. Maybe it's university Student athletes becoming employees. Maybe it's actually having contracts. I don't know. But I think Nick Saban is going to implement or be the voice to help implement change in collegiate athletics. It's 1017. Uh, when we come back on the other side, I know a lot of people don't have cell phone coverage right now. But if you want to give us a call on the uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline, 205-342-9904 is the number. Also, we're going to hear from Nate Oates, Alabama basketball coach, in the next segment. Thousand. Or visit meswins.com. I've got this. No representations made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Increasingly cloudy today, the chance of a few scattered showers this afternoon. Very mild, the high 71. Tonight, a good chance of showers, maybe a thunderstorm in spots, the low 52. Tomorrow, a clearing sky with a high at 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best station in the state breaking down Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Ten twenty. welcome back into the Gary Harris Show. Alabama last night without Latrell Reichel Jr., 
uh, against a really good Florida team. I'm going to tell you something. I think Florida's good, and Alabama's got to go to Gainesville still. But the Tide guts it out last night in overtime, 98-93. to uh, Big game for Grant Nelson, 22 points, 8 rebounds, and assist. Estrada had 28-8, and eight, and he forwarded with a triple-double there. Uh, he was two rebounds and two assists away from a triple-double. Sears had 17 points and seven rebounds and eight assists. All those guys played a lot of minutes last night. But it's a huge win for Alabama with the schedule that's left. Going to Kentucky on Saturday, you still have to host Tennessee, still have to go to Florida. Uh, Nate Oates, after the game, Wyatt met with the, with the media. And uh, we're not going to play his entire press conference, but let's uh, let's play Nate Oates last night talking about this huge win over the Florida Gators. Uh, shoot, that was <laughs> that was a wild game. I uh, still not quite sure how we figured out how to win it, but I told our guys sometimes when you play bad. You got to figure out ways to win games. I thought we figured it out. I mean, it's, you know, I'm going to have to go back and look at the film, but, you know, I, a couple plays come to mind. You know, we, we needed Sam to hit the big threes he hit, but it wasn't just the threes he hit. You know, he got a tip and a big possession late in the game that kept the ball alive for Aaron to go in and get, get the put back. I mean, Aaron almost had triple-double. You know, he finished with 28-8 and eight with five old boards coming from the guard spot. That was big, you know. I thought it's probably Grant's best game. Three hitting the corner was huge, but the six blocks were bigger. Our defense again was not good. We've got to figure this thing out better. We got to do a better job on it. We've, but we fig- we're figuring out ways to win. If you're going to win a league championship, which we're obviously in the hunt for now with five games left, these are the games that you got to figure out ways to win, even when you don't play well. I mean, we were two for 18 from three at the half and we were within striking distance. You know, it was only four points. And then we got down even bigger. I know we were down 10 at some point late in the game, eight minutes, somewhere in there. And we figured out a way. I, we, we came to the huddle, kind of like Georgia. We said, listen, man, we're gonna figure out a way to win this game. We're gonna make some big plays. I thought this was maybe Sears' best game defensively. He was scrapping. You know, he was in there, the big steal he had late late in the game. You know, but uh, Ryland's tip where he got fouled, goes to the free throw line, makes two free throws. Like we, we figured out ways to win game, to win this game when we didn't play well. And I, I told him at half, guys, like we've been through this formula before. When we're not making threes, you can still win the game. So what you got to do is go kill him on the old glass. We ended up with 21 old boards. You got to get yourself to the free throw line. We outscored him at the free throw line. You got to take care of the ball and turn them over. Now, we didn't turn them over enough, but we, we had one fewer turnover than them. We won the free throw deal, and we won the offensive rebounding deal and kept it even enough on the second chance. And then, and then look, they're a team that scores a ton of points in the paint. You know, Grant with the six blocks, I thought Nick played way better in the second half. But for us to outscore them 56-40 in the paint, like our guys have the wherewithal, you know, we obviously like to make a lot of threes around here. We've... I think we made 18 back-to-back games going into this. It wasn't dropping. We figured out a way to score 56 points in the paint. So I give our guys a lot of credit. They figured out a way to win a game. I give Florida a ton of credit. They, they came in with a great game plan, played well. Their guards, you know, we didn't do a great job guarding their guards. We got to do a much better job. I was, 
we don't play better on defense, uh, you know, and we're up on Saturday, we're not going to come out with a win. So we, we got two days to really try to lock into a scouting report and do a much better job on Saturday than we did tonight. But give our guys a ton of credit, give Florida a lot of credit. We're going to have to play much better at their place. You know, hopefully we are able to get Reitzel back quick. He's got, he got a head injury. He's being evaluated on a day-to-day basis. So, uh, you know, got to see when uh, when he starts to feel a little better. Hopefully we get him back here soon, though. All right. As a sportscaster, <coughs> that was a sportscaster's dream. Nate Oates with an opening segment that really pretty much, I was actually told why. Let's run a couple questions, but he kind of covered everything right there. He kind of covered it all. Uh, great synopsis by the coach. You could hear the enthusiasm in his voice. Um, Nate Oates is what you see, what you get kind of guy. And um, you, you know when he's happy. You know when he's frustrated. And he was extremely pleased with his basketball team last night to find a way to win that game. And uh, I didn't go because it was a 6 o'clock tip and, you know, I'm on television and that kind of thing. But watched it on TV. And I knew Florida was good already. They're really good. In fact, I think they're a team, like Alabama, that has a chance to make a run in the NCAA tournament. I think Florida has the ingredients. They got the guards, and, man, they got the bigs now. Uh, They can shoot the three. They play fast, like Alabama, yet they also have the low post game. They're pretty good on defense. And even though I think the key of the game last night was Alabama out-rebounding them. I mean, that's that's what I think. Because Florida is a great rebounding team. And Alabama out-rebounded Florida 54-44. to Alabama got 21 offensive boards to 17. Just a huge win. Because, again, I, I don't want to make more out of this than it is. Because Alabama can beat anybody that they play <coughs> that's left on their schedule. But it's not going to be easy to get to the finish line. You go to Kentucky on Saturday. Then you turn around and you go to Ole Miss next Wednesday night. Is Alabama better than Ole Miss? Yeah. But playing on the road in this league, we know how that is. Then you host Tennessee. And then you got to go to Florida. And you wrap it up against... Arkansas at home. <clears throat> now, I think Alabama is going to beat Arkansas at home. And I think they'll win at Ole Miss. But at Kentucky, even at home against Tennessee, and at Florida, <clears throat> are all games to me that are winnable, but they are losable. And if you go two and three in these final five, you may not win the SEC. The good news is other teams got to play games too. And I like Alabama's position. But these final five games, man, um, I think Alabama needs to win three of them. I've said all along, if they're 14 and four, they're going to at least tie for the SEC championship. If they're 15 and three, they're going to win it outright. They might win it outright at 14 and four. All right, let's jump out on the uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline and welcome in Phillip. Get a call in here. Hey, good morning, Philip. Yeah, you're sounding so much better, and I'm glad Thank you're you. feeling better, man. Yeah, man, that, me too. Me too. That, that's some tough stuff. Look, hey, I was going to tell you, Gary, did you happen to catch 
and I don't think you've talked about it yet, but did you happen to catch the Florida coach's comment after the game when they were talking about right cell being out? No, I didn't. What did he say? Something kind of interesting. He said that they got, that they, it was a real quick comment. He said they got, quote unquote, top secret information. I did see that. Was, they they knew he was going to be out. Yeah, I I did see that, and I didn't hear it. I read it, so I didn't right. hear the tone of his voice. If he was, you know, when you read something, I you know, I don't know if he said it in jest or if um, he said it seriously. But um, you know, now, that, that would be to their advantage if they knew he wasn't going to play. How can something like that get to him? That. I just, I don't understand how that can leak out like that. Again, I didn't hear it. I read it. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know the context. But you know what, man? Stuff, you'd be amazed at what coaching staffs find out uh, uh, in regards to an opponent. You know, I get. maybe somebody um, that's a student at Alabama that's a Florida fan. Maybe he, I don't know, yeah. maybe he was watching some practice and he saw Reitzel was being held out. Maybe a student yeah. manager, I'm not saying this happened, but these kind yeah, of things can yeah. happen, says something yeah. to somebody uh, and he's yeah. got a friend that, you know, and the next thing you know, yeah. he's telling a student manager at Florida that Reitzel's going to be yeah. out. You'd be right. surprised how, how they can yeah. get information. Well, anyway, that's what I want to talk about. But, man, have a, have a great day. Great show today, and appreciate what you're doing. Just so glad you're about to, Gary. Thank you, Philip. We appreciate you, man. It's 1030. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to take a time out and come back with Jeff Spiegel, uh, sports shaker at ABC 3340, host of The Zone. My pal Spiegs. We'll visit with him next right here on The Gary Harris Show. Since 2011, Billy Sports Grill, located on Main Avenue in historic downtown Northport, has been serving their legendary signature chicken sandwich, award-winning wings, and handcrafted cocktails. Billy's is also the spot to watch all your favorite sporting events with big screen, high-definition televisions, both dining rooms, at the bar, and a teen shot designed to help protect against recent variants. Learn about a vaccine option and book your COVID-19 shot on ScheduleCovidVax.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Tuscaloosa's Old Colony Golf Course is an 18-hole championship layout designed by 1976 U.S. Open champion Jerry Pate. Director of Golf John Gray and fitting specialist Bob Montgomery are PGA certified. Mike Shivitz is the head professional and director of the Tuscaloosa Junior Golf Program. Call today to secure... You'll have access to leading-edge technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Again, that's Dell.com slash deals. University of Alabama sports, as well as the national and local scene as well. The Gary Harris Show, only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And, um, but Jeff just texted me, so hopefully it will go through and uh, we'll get him on and we'll, uh, if we, if, if Wyatt gets him on, we'll play the Eagles, take it easy to, uh, all right. He said he tried to call you and couldn't get through. So, uh, let me tell him to call now and, um, and I'll, we'll get, we're going to get Jeff on. It, it's, 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 it's where maybe that's him there. <laughs> We're trying, folks. We're having some, you know, there's some cell tower stuff 
going on with AT&T. And uh, we've had some issues with cell phones this morning. But um, I told him to call. And uh, all right, we're going to get Jeff on one way or the other. Because Wyatt's trying to get him. And he's trying to get through. So we're going to get... Uh, we're gonna get speeds here. I'm just I'm just gonna wait a second and let it go yeah. through. Maybe we're calling each other at the same time. <laughs> that's or something. very hey, that's very 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 possible. So we're uh, we're working to get speeds on because I want to get his take on some of the topics that we've been discussing this morning. But um, I've had a I had someone text me and uh, I hadn't checked them. Maybe the app messages that might be something to check too. Uh, why see if we have any? But somebody texted me in regards to Wagi wanting to know and and why. Like I said, I was at the TV station watching the game the best I could, but it was called a flagrant one on the floor. So the question is, it wasn't even a technical foul, just two shots in the ball. So the the caller or the listener wanted to know so they can upgrade a foul after the game. Is that what, in essence, they're going to do here if they suspend him? That's that's kind of what it seems like is they, is they will upgrade that or maybe just because it looked so blatant that they decided, you know what, we're going to hand him a game suspension, but but I, I was there. I was I was sitting over there with the with the rest of the media folk, and uh, watching watching the bench and watching Nate Oates. Wagi, I don't think Wagi came back in that game after that after that. I don't incident. think he did either. And and I mean that was a game that they needed him. So for for Oates to kind of bench him after that incident showed a little bit of testament to to Nate Oates there. All right, why Jeff says he can't get th- <coughs> he can't get through. Try him again and see. We may just be. It may have something to do with um, the cell phone issues that are going on, but I'm texting with him. So Jeff says he can't get through to us, and Wyatt is trying to get through to Jeff. Hey, folks, you know, it's it's live radio. It's all fluid, right? Um, wow. Okay. It just, I, I know this doesn't sound great for radio, but, but it just keeps sending me to voicemail, and then, uh, the handful of times we, I, I guess Jeff has gotten through one or two times, and it, I pick up the phone, answer, you know, tied 100.9, this is Wyatt, and then it just says, uh, hmm. for some reason, it can't connect due to a bad, or it can't talk due to a bad connection and to just leave a voicemail. So I, I've probably called Spiegel, you know, <laughs> three or four oh, times. I know you now, did. But it just can't, can't <coughs> land it, unfortunately. I'm going to keep trying them, but doesn't doesn't seem like All right, it's I'm going to ask to see out. maybe if there's a landline. It's one of those things like I said there's some phone issues going on uh with cell towers and so forth so <clears throat> we may not be able to get him. Anyway, I got to keep up uh, doing a radio show. So let me get back to Alabama basketball because uh, these final 5 games to me again are so so interesting. And I want to see Alabama obviously win it outright. I don't want to see them share the Championship, although that's still nice. But Oates is going for three regular season championships in the last four years. And he does not have a landline that we can call. So, I don't know. It's one of those deals. Um, but Alabama's 11-2. and two. Tennessee's 10-3. and three. South Carolina and Auburn, 9-4. and four. Florida, 8-5. and five. Kentucky, 8-5. and five. So, Alabama controls its own destiny. And you would like to think... If Alabama beats Tennessee, that that would be enough to win the SEC championship. But as I said, it may not be quite that simple. The game Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock in Lexington is a huge game. Because I'm telling you, I 
And I'm not going to make a prediction on that game. I may tomorrow. But right now, Alabama at Kentucky, I'm, I'm favoring Kentucky. Just because it's in Lexington, the fans are on Cal. It is not a must win for Kentucky in regards, obviously, to the NCAA tournament. But in terms of, you know, getting his fan base back. Because they had that huge win at Auburn on Saturday. And then they go to Baton Rouge last night and lose a game they should have won. So, that's going to be a tough one. I think right now, I'm going to tell you, I think Alabama's going to lose at Florida. I saw enough from Florida last night here. Now, they didn't have Reitzel. Alabama didn't. But I think Florida will beat Alabama. So I'm going to go ahead and say, I said about halfway through the schedule that I thought if Alabama went 14-4, and that'd be enough to tie for the SEC championship, and I believe that. They go 14-4, and that worse, they're going to be in a die. If they go 15-3, and they're going to win it outright, clearly. I I think that's, that's what we're looking at. But the Tennessee game is a huge game because it's a direct... Two-game swing. In other words, if Alabama beats Tennessee head up, you've got the tiebreaker over Tennessee, and you have another loss to Tennessee, that might be enough to win the conference championship outright. But you still have to win some other games. Do I think Alabama can win at Kentucky on Saturday? I do. We've seen it before. Do I think they will? Right now, I'm leaning toward Kentucky in that game. Going to Ole Miss next Wednesday night. Not a picnic. This Ole Miss team is strong at home. But I do think Alabama will win that game. So a week from Saturday, it's a primetime game on Saturday night against Tennessee. That place is going to be rocking. It may all come down to that. Because I think Alabama is going to lose at Florida. So let's say they do lose at Florida and Kentucky and they win at Ole Miss, they beat Tennessee at home, and they win at home against Arkansas. That's 14-4. and four. There's no way in the world they're not at least in a tie for the SEC championship. All right. And I want to give a shout-out to Ryan Fowler, who actually texted me and said, hey, I'll jump on if you need me. Uh, that, uh, but we got Speaks. Like I said, phone issues everywhere this morning. Uh, we're not – We're Jeff, because we're already – Oh, no, he's gone. No, he's gone. Hello? All right, Jeff. Jeff. Hey. Hey. You're here. How you doing? All right. Hey, I'm sorry. We're going to have to skip the Eagles this morning, man. It's been it's no, been an adventure totally to get cool. you uh, to get you on. But we got you, man. And and I didn't know if you were AT&T. I know there's, particularly with AT&T, there's all kinds of cell phone tower issues this morning. It's, it's impacted the show. But, oh, yeah. <clears throat> but you're here now my friend. So yeah. good morning. Good morning. First, um, and I had Eli on this morning. I know you've talked to him. Just your reaction to uh, Eli not returning uh, as the voice of the Crimson Tide this year. Well, I think I think we, we all saw this coming. And, uh, you know, and just like with any breakup, you know, it, it usually doesn't end well. And, uh, and, and I know Eli was, to put it mildly, greatly disappointed you know, that the university chose not to bring him back. Uh, The way the university spun it was, you know, Eli was departing his role, but uh, but Eli had no intentions of stepping down and no intentions of retiring. 
And uh, but you know, um, he was out for 2022. Chris filled in and just did an admirable job. But probably the worst thing that could have happened was splitting the duties last year, which Eli fought. Eli wanted to do all the games, and uh, and, and Jim Carabin, you know, and the university was were against it. And so, you know, the worst thing that could have happened probably was for Eli at, you know, maybe less than 100%, especially early, you know, and then compared to Chris on the road games. And and let's just just be frank about it. I mean, Chris is younger. But it's not like Chris is some 23-year-old who just graduated from Syracuse and knows nothing about Alabama football, right? He's been involved with the program and with CTSM for 25 years and done an amazing job as the basketball play-by-play and a great job filling in his football play-by-play. So it, it's, it, was, a, it was a messy breakup. Uh, Eli's bitter about it. Uh, Eli gave half his life to calling football games for the University of Alabama. And the Alabama football fans enjoyed him so much, and he enjoyed the job. So it was great for both sides. But it's understandable that the breakup was going to end like it did. But, but now, you know, they're going to move on, and Chris is going to do an amazing job in that role. And, uh, you, know, we'll, you know, we'll just kind of go forward. Yeah, and we'll wait until tomorrow uh, because Eli told me that he has uh, accepted a, an offer. He's going to let them make the announcement tomorrow. It uh, sounds like it's going to be in professional football. He said he also had a college offer. So, as you said, Eli's not retiring, and uh, he's going to be he's going to be on a radio or a TV dial somewhere. It sounds like. So we'll look forward to that. Hey Jeff, I want to ask you about this Nick Saban article that uh, Chris Lowe penned. His uh, you know, Chris Lowe is as probably tight as any writer with. Um, Nick Saban that there is out there and you knew this article was coming but uh, I like what Saban said you know he doesn't want to be the commissioner of college football or a czar for college football but he understands who he is and he understands his platform and he does want to be a voice for change and I think that he has an opportunity to be that and get something going toward real NIL because as he said uh, this isn't name image and likeness this is pay for play a collective has nothing to do with name image and likeness just your reaction to coach Saban and what he had to say to Chris Lowe and do you believe like I do that he can he can be a voice to at some point hopefully lead to some type of change in what we have now because I think most of us that follow college football understand name image and likeness is not anything about NIL. It's all about pay-for-play. Yeah, Gary, listen, there's going to be no better platform for him to be on than ESPN College Game Day. Uh, they, they set ratings records, you know, last year, and and, and, they're, and the, the ratings are going to be incredibly high, you know, when he goes on the program. And they'll give, they'll give him a voice to talk about what is wrong, you know, with college football. And, they, and they'll give him that platform. You know, he doesn't No, he doesn't want to be like, you know, the commissioner or the czar or anything like that. Look, he's retired. You know, he, he wants to have a little bit of enjoyment, you know, in his retirement years. And he's looking forward to being on college game day, talking a little football, but also expressing his opinion on where football is headed. And, and, it's, and it's not going to a great place, you know, in my opinion, in a lot of people's opinions. And so he, he will have an opportunity to voice some opinions and hopefully, you know, get some change going 
uh, in that direction because, you know, it's not a sustainable model right now. And so hopefully that'll happen. Bama basketball last night, Jeff, gutted one out against a really good Florida team. I mean, I'm telling you, I think this Florida team's got a chance to make a run in the NCAA tournament. Didn't have Reitzel Jr., which, you know, is a big three-point weapon. Didn't hit the threes last night. You know, shot 25% from three. And we know when Alabama makes 18 threes like they did against A&M, they probably going to beat anybody. But to win a game like that and to out-rebound Florida on both the offensive and defensive glass, a really good big physical rebounding team, what does that say about this Alabama team, that they can win against a quality opponent when they're not knocking down the threes? Well, I mean, that's what everybody's been saying about a NATO uh, program, right? You know, live by the three, die by the three. If they can't hit the three, they can't win. You know, what well, they showed last night they can win. And I know it. And another thing I saw last night is that Mark Sears is the front runner for SEC players. Absolutely. Here. Yeah. And I know Dalton Connect has had a terrific year at Tennessee, but, uh, but Mark Sears is, you know, the straw that stirs the drink for Alabama. And listen, if they're, if they're, you know, you've heard of Heisman moments. Well, to me, the SEC Player of the Year moment was that steal that he made late, where he stripped. You know, the uh, the guy going in, you know, for mm-hmm. a layup, and he just took it right out of game changing play. Yeah, that was an SEC Player of the Year moment. You know, for me, and he kind of struggled early, but man, he 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 was still driving to the hoop and making things happen, and then knocked down a big three to give them the lead. And uh, look, I mean, I if there's hands hands down to me, he's the front runner for SEC Player of the Year. And you're right, that was a big big win because they won in you know non typical Alabama fashion, and and that was a great step for the Tide. All right, Saturday afternoon though they have to go to Rupp and Kentucky's. Jekyll and Hyde. <clears throat> they go into Auburn and win in the jungle where nobody had won this season, and then they kind of give it right back losing a game last night, blowing a game at LSU. But it's still Kentucky. It's still at Rupp. What are you expecting to see on Saturday? Well, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one for Alabama because if Kentucky if Kentucky D's up like they did against Auburn, I mean, this is a tough team to play against. And and also, you know, they also have all kinds of skill guys there, yep. you know, who can, who can score the ball. And And you're right. I mean, they're ticked off right now. They dropped down to a six seed in uh, Lenardi's bracketology. I don't know how many of those guys care about that. But obviously, the higher the seeding, the better your chances are of advancing. So, you know, they need to get this win. You know, they, they need this win, and the, and the fans at Rupp are going to be all riled up. And uh, it, it'll be a tough one for Alabama. But if Alabama, you know, gets that win, I mean, that is going to be just uh, – you just – that's a crazy, crazy big win. They've got all these quad one uh, opportunities ahead of them, and that will be another huge one. Jeff, um, Alabama's sitting here at eleven and two. Tennessee's ten and three. Carolina and Auburn are nine and four. Alabama's got five games left. I've said all along I thought fourteen and four would get them at least a tie. Fifteen and three is going to clearly win this thing outright. Um, Still have to play Tennessee at home. Still have to go to Kentucky. Still have to go to Florida. Still have to go to Ole Miss. And they'll host Arkansas to wrap it up. You think Alabama wins this conference championship outright for Oates' third conference title in the last four years? Or do you think they wind up sharing it? Or do you think they lose a couple games and get get passed? 
Well, I think they do win the championship. I think there are a couple of big potholes out there. I, I think uh, I think winning at Ole Miss is not going to be easy, but I think they will. I think the two big challenges are the trip to Rupp and then playing Tennessee at home, you know, a week from Saturday. I mean, uh, that Tennessee team is, was, you know, evidenced in that game in Knoxville a few weeks ago. Is uh, That Tennessee team is tough, and, you know, they're not going anywhere. And uh, so that those are going to be the two hardest games, I think. But certainly having the home crowd behind them, you know, will certainly help. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I certainly like their chances. And, of course, you know, they win the SEC and, you know, have a, have a strong showing in the SEC tournament. This is a team who, you know, could not only be a three seed by the end of the year, but they could wind up being a two. And uh, so there, there's a lot of great things in store for them if they just keep playing well and, and, uh, and and keep playing defense and, and knock down some shots. Alabama baseball is off to a fast start, but uh, and you covered Riley Quick in high school f- playing football and baseball. He was set to be their Saturday starter, started this past Saturday against Manhattan, and then news comes out that uh, he had Tommy John surgery on, on Sunday night. I had uh, Coach Vaughn on last week or had – Tommy John surgery on Tuesday night. I had Coach Vaughn on last week. He talked about, man, we're so healthy going into the season. We know this happens with pitchers, but a really bad break for Alabama baseball to start the season, losing their weekend Saturday starter. Yeah, it really is. But but I know listening to Rob talk before the season started that uh, they have a lot of depth there. They have a lot of depth on the pitching staff. So that's going to help. But that's certainly, uh, that's certainly a tough arm to lose. And, uh, you know, uh, any team that's going to, you know, be worth its salt is going to have to go through some adversity. And uh, this is some adversity that's kind of hitting them early. And, you know, hopefully they'll get through it. And, and and you know how it goes. It's just next man up. So the next man up on the pitching staff has got to come through and throw some strikes and, and, uh, and, and fill that spot. But as usual, you know, the guy was, you know, the number two starter for a reason. So there's going to be a drop off there. But uh, but hopefully they'll be able to fill that spot. Well, Jeff, it uh, we went around the world to get you on, man, but we got you on. <laughs> and uh, always a pleasure having you. I appreciate uh, your friendship and coming on the show every week. And I know um, the zone on Sunday night, uh, there's a lot to talk about right now. And all you guys are going to have it covered. Hey, Gary, thanks so much. Sunday at 1030 on ABC 3340. Appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for not giving up on me. All right, thank you, Jeff. 1052, uh, we're going to take our final break and come back and wrap up this edition of the Gary Harris Show right after this on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. If you haven't already, you've got to try Tuscaloosa's unique breakfast, brunch, and lunch concept. Brick and Spoon, downtown Tuscaloosa, Timerson Square. It's fresh food with a Cajun flair featuring a full bar with build-your-own Bloody Marys and mimosas. Open daily, 7 a.m. until 2 p.m. Available for after hours. Arlen Boulevard West. Krispy Kreme is open seven days a week. To see our complete donut, coffee, and espresso menu, visit our website at KrispyKremeTuscaloosa.com. Krispy Kreme, hot now and anytime. As much as Innisfree has evolved, it will always be that place to escape and have a good time. Whether it's for a game day weekend, to reminisce on college days, or to create new memories, if you're looking for a good time, there's only one thing to do. Head to the free at 1925 University Boulevard. And don't forget about the Lucky Lunch Meet and 3 special. Your best bet for big wins is just minutes away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner too. Off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Increasingly cloudy today, the chance of a few scattered showers this afternoon. Very mild, the high 71. Tonight, a good chance of showers, maybe a thunderstorm in spots, the low 52. Tomorrow, a clearing sky with a high at 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 65 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. Touchdown, Alabama! On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, 1055, winding it down for this edition of the Gary Here Show. Had a good show. Uh, yeah, we had some phone issues with, um, not on our end, but with, you know, folks with, you know, the, AT&T cell tower out and so forth, but we had a good show. We had Eli Gold. We had Major Ogilvy. We were not able to get Miles um, Holcomb, the new head football coach at Tuscaloosa County, on the program, but we will reschedule him. That was due to cell phone issues. We got Jeff Spiegel on after a little bit of work, so a uh, good show all in all, and uh, back here tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Catch me on TV tonight. Well, actually, I won't be on tonight. I'm going to be off. i got to go back to the doctor this afternoon. So Stu McCann will be sitting in for me tonight on WVUA 23. Uh, tomorrow, we uh, have uh, Adam Amin scheduled from Fox Sports as one of our guests. So we'll look forward to that. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. This hour has been brought to you by Patterson Comer Attorneys at Law. For uh, all the folks here at Tide, stay tuned because great sports talk continues all day. we got T-Town Sports Daily coming up next from 11 until noon and then the uh, Miller's Edge from noon until 2 and then Fowler will take you home with the game this afternoon from 2 until 6. Like I said, I'll be back tomorrow morning for the TGIF edition at 9 a.m. Have a great day, everybody, and I'll talk to you again in the morning on the Gary Harris Show.